most of you <clears throat> know that I really don't like to speak much. Um, if God really put me here today, it must be uh, some kind of emergency. <laughs> um, now the emergency, not necessarily for me, but maybe for somebody else. Um, but I'm just being obedient to what my feelings. Thank you, thank you. And what God showed me during this time. Um, I call this, uh, well, well before, before that, let's pray, please. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that you gave me to be here. And there is a reason that for this. Uh, Lord, I am your vessel. Use me as you want, Lord. And speak to our heart and change our life, Lord. We ask you this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to show you in the next slide. What you are going to see here is just a summary of what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say any word in this few images that you're going to see, maybe um, it will not make any sense for most of you, but um, uh, I'm sure that by, by the end of this message, you will understand what it means. Just keep that in your mind. It's not much, really. And it's in that order. Okay? <laughs> okay. So, just quickly, I'm going to tell you what happened last uh, Sunday. This is Monday, you know, but last Sunday after uh, Jonathan's presentation, uh, that that day, uh, but in the middle of the night, early, uh, early morning on Monday, I wake up at about 3.30, something like that, and suddenly I couldn't sleep anymore. So it was, I don't know what sensation, I cannot explain, but uh, I feel like I was like a cup that was being fill and about to overflow so um and i said what is this uh so <laughs> i didn't say anything to julia she was sleeping and but i couldn't sleep so and that was in my mind and and then came the image of mary's face and I said, God, uh, are you trying to tell me something here? Um, so I said, do you want me to share this with Mary? And he said, uh, 
just by interviewing. And I said, I was going, I was about to say why, but um, I decided not to because he knows why. Um, and I was about to say, but God, you know, they already have everything planned, you know, excuses. <laughs> but uh, so I decided to say, okay, God, so you have a, a reason for this. Uh, but can you please give me another uh, uh, confirmation for this? So that morning, I had an, an appointment in the chiropractor that some of you know the Catholic chiropractor. Um, while I was waiting my turn, um, you know that they usually put a white ball with the scriptures. So um, I usually don't read it, honestly. But that day, I was waiting and I lift my head and I saw the scripture that was in front of me. And it was First Timothy 1 12. And uh, I start to read. Timothy 1.12 I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength that he considered me trustworthy appointing me to this service um, for me that was a confirmation in addition to what Mary did the day uh, on Sunday after the service. When we were about to leave after the service, Mary shared with me a story about some uh, faithful, a faithful uh, person that thanks to uh, this person during the Holocaust, many Jewish people were saved. But because of this faithful person in that moment many uh, souls were saved before they were ex executed um, for me that was the second confirmation I just asked for one but that is about the second so on Tuesday um, well of course that day on Monday I arrived my job and before to do anything I said I need to send a message to Mary and share this with Mary and now if God wants me to talk uh, he's gonna open the door so on Tuesday she answered my message saying this um, the elders would like you to speak so in my the normal Raul was saying, uh, what have you done? <laughs> so, so I just replied this to her. And I was hoping you guys say no. <laughs> but well, um, 
there was no way to go back. Um, okay, so to the point now. Um, during this uh, time, I have been here many messages during Gateway from many people, and all of them were really crucial and important in my life and my family's life. But I want to point the three that really uh, put me here today. Um, the, uh, one of them was the one that uh, Jonathan presented last Sunday. And I'm going to apologize to those of you that I'm going to mention because I'm going to shrink that message in three or five words. So, for me, last Sunday, the message was this. Share your faith with others. The other message was January 17 from this beautiful couple from India that unfortunately they are here. Uh, David and Sarala, if I'm not sure. Um, please, uh, Carla and Richard, uh, mention to them that they were very important uh, for this message. Um, again, I'm going to shrink the message in three words. This is what they say. Are you ready? For me, that's, that's what I understood. Are you ready? The other message was May 17 last year. And I want you to uh, keep in mind this date because you will see in a few minutes, how important that message was. Um, in May 17, Bill present his message. Uh, well, uh, he already titled his message. I didn't have to shrink anything. So this was his message. Rejoice in the Lord always. That's the shortest message he's ever given. Yeah. <laughs> So, and, uh, okay, these three start to uh, make something inside me. That uh, I, I feel like God told me, now is your turn. And uh, so what I did is I put together the three of these. And I, um, and I, Come up with this question. Are you ready to share your faith with others and rejoice in the Lord always? And I'm going to add my part here despite your circumstances. Um, from what I'm going to mention from now on, I'm going to concentrate in this world circumstance. Okay, I'm going to give you now a brief example of what that means, an example of circumstances. Okay, and by the way, if you see an asterisk, 
and you can consider that the level of intensity of these circumstances, okay? Um, and now we're going to call this first one, level zero. Why? Because in that moment, last year, by May, uh, God suddenly uh, showed me or made me feel like an spiritual peace that I never asked. I, I didn't know wh where it came from. Uh, I, suddenly I start feeling peace. Um, I was saying, wow, this is good. This is wonderful. And, uh, but what does this mean? So, I didn't understand that after last, uh, after next week, May 15. Most of you maybe don't remember this day. But that day, I suddenly lost my job. And you remember, I told you uh, to keep in mind Bill's uh, message. That was May uh, 17, 2015. So how would you feel if you lost your job on Friday <laughs> and on Sunday? The message is uh, rejoicing the Lord always. Um, well, I know, I knew that God was with me because of what happened before. I lost my job, but previously God showed me peace. And now he's telling me, rejoicing the Lord always. Um, okay. So the normal Raul start to think about it. And so he said, now you don't have a job. Uh, and you previously make a commitment to go to Peru. So what are you going to do now? Um, I said, I talked with Julia. I said, uh, I think I'm going to have to stay. It doesn't make any sense for me to go to Peru if I don't have a job. I will lose one month hunting for job. That was the normal Raul. Um, okay? So, God knew what I was planning to do. And next week, last week of May, this is intensity too. Uh, he showed me that dream that some of you already know that I'm going to summarize that dream. Um, as a summary, he was trying to tell me this. This is a matter of life or death. Do you want to live or die? I know you don't have a child. Do you trust me? 
And that was the message for me. So, uh, of course, I said, yes, I trust you. And of course, I went to Peru. And it came June 2015, and this is level three now. Uh, in, in Peru, well, I have been going with Crossway to Peru for more than seven years now. And, uh, but this one was very special because of my circumstance. <coughs> and guess what happened in this mission trip? There were people that need prayer for job. I had the opportunity to pray for people without job. And uh, actually that prayer was, the prayer that I did was not only for them, but also for me. But before I pray for these people, I explain to them, I don't have a job either, but I came. Uh, I came from with this group, and maybe this is a reason why I'm here. And when they understood my situation, they look at me like, what are you doing here? So they couldn't understand that. So I, I mentioned this to them. Maybe God sent me here in order for me to pray for you because I know how you feel. Or maybe this is a way for God saying to you that he cares about you and he knows exactly how you feel. But at the same time, He's saying, I am in control, so no worry. I'm going to give you the best job that you ever had, just trust in me. Um, so, though that was a really true experience for me, I never experienced that before, and I'm not I thank God that I did. I went to that mission trip. It was uh, a blessing for me. Um, well, when we arrived, by the end of July 15, now this is intensity level four. Um, We have to decide things because of my economic situation. I didn't have a job. I couldn't pay for rent and for my house and stuff. And so we have to make decisions. And in this month, one of those decisions was the dogs and the house. And, okay, so the first that happened were the dogs. 
we have to return because um, obvious reason, right? And but this is something that it really breaks my family's heart. We were, we were too attached to these guys, and well, during those days, David started to ask God this: uh, Why did you allow this to happen? I am praying, but you are not listening. Uh, well, I mentioned, I said to David something like this. I don't know why. Either. But I know for sure that he is in control and we are going across the Red Sea on fire. Mm. Well, first record how was These were circumstances that I that happened because we have to uh, sell our house. We immediately after that we we put our house for sale, and we have to um, we have to put the house for sale before knowing where to go. That, that was the situation. And when people ask us, what are you going to do? Where are you going? We just said, you know. Well, then Carlos appeared. Carlos open us at home. He said that you can come to our house and did you find a job? Uh, we never asked him. We didn't think that was possible. And well, by uh, August 10, we actually moved there, and this helped us the selling process. So, finally, in August 28, um, officially this, the house was sold. And now we are in intensity fire, right? Mm -hmm. So, at this point, God asked me this. <coughs> Okay, you lost your job and you trusted in me. You lost your pets and you still trust me. Now you lost your house, so do you still trust me? Of course, I say yes, I trust you. But that was not the end. Then came August 30. And now we are in sex. 
That was after the message of Royal Tolkien. You remember Royal Tolkien? Um, well, suddenly Julia started to feel this chest pain. Um, suddenly, well, of course, in my mind was what happened. Suddenly, we have to leave. That day, I have to take Julia to urgent care in Briar Creek. <laughs> Um, <coughs> so they found out that there was some signals of heart attack and I had to take her immediately to Duke uh, Hospital um, and they asked me to decide either I take take care of myself or I call an ambulance. So it was something serious. So, um, well, I decided ambulance to be safe. At that point, um, while I was waiting the ambulance to arrive, I went outside to have a talk with Dad. And I asked him, okay, Dad, what are you trying to do now? I told you that I trust in you in everything. What do you want from me now? So he answered, you lost your job, but you still trust me. Then you lost your pets, but you still trust me. You lost your house. Did you still trust? Well, now he he uh, finally asked this question that I would say it was like a turning point now, because after that everything changed. Question was, do you know that you can lose your wife today? Will you still trust me? Okay, in that moment, when I, after he asked me this, I was outside in the building, waiting for the <coughs> ambulance, or standing like that. And when he asked me that, I said yes. Yes! <laughs> and as soon as I hit my hand, hit the wall. <coughs> God sent me this vision that I had while I was living in Mexico when I was doing my PhD. It was, that I'm going to show you quickly in the next slide. Let me finish this. It was a vision of the dots. Um, So I said, yes, I trust you because you are looking to us from above and we are here. And you know what is there for me. 
But I add this. But please keep in mind that thanks to this woman, I belong to your kingdom. I would have been dead already without her. So, um, that was over 13. And so after that, what the ambulance arrived, I take we were do hospital. And uh, I know many people were praying for you because we asked Mary to do that. Call her. And we felt those prayers for you guys. Very strong. Suddenly, Julia started to feel better. And while we were waiting, she started to feel better. And, and she said, Raul, ah, I don't feel anything, let's go home. Because it was already like 11 or 12 at night. And I said, No, we are not moving. We're gonna wait until the doctor check everything. Our, all those checking took like 4 a.m. approximately. We were waiting inside after they check everything, they didn't find anything. No any signal of heart attack. No biological signal. Um That so I arrived to Carlos' house around 4 4 30. That day, August 30, yes, at 8 a.m., I had an appointment to go to NC State for a the possibility to have an interview for a part-time job. Um, so after the interview, I returned home to Carlos' house with the key of the lab in my hand. Then the PI told me, you can start tomorrow. <laughs> So it was like three months and a half after I lost the job. And I want to use this opportunity to thank you, all of you, because I know <coughs> many of you were praying for us. Without your support, I don't know where we would have been right now all kind of support. Not only you pray. I want to thank you very much today. Um, so, um, okay. And one 
other circumstance that happened after that was that I had we we moved to another temporary house because right now we don't have a house. Um, and guess what? This uh, new family, the head of this family, lost his job for a long time ago. And I was, I said, okay, I understand. So you are moving me around to do something for you, maybe. So I understood that he wants me to pray for this family. They opened their house, even with them having a job. Um, okay, and to finish, I want to quickly show you that vision that I mentioned about the doors, so it makes sense that there is a slide that I show you. Okay. At that moment, while I was living in Mexico, uh, I was not a Christian yet. I didn't believe in God. But I had some, a Christian friend that offered me the possibility to go to my house and explain to me the Bible. And this person told me, you can ask God whatever you want and I'm sure he's going to answer to you. Uh, for a moment I said, when you say that to a, a person that doesn't believe in God, you will think that you are crazy. So how do you talk with somebody that you don't see? And I am a biologist, so I am a scientist, so it didn't make sense for me to talk in air. So, but he said this, and you know what? If you ask him, you don't even have to say anything to anybody. It was, it will be just between you and him. But he will answer. So I said, okay, I want to try that. One day I try. And, and to make difficult, to make it difficult for God, I said, I'm going to ask you to, I said, God, if you, really, if you are real, show me with mathematics that you are real. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, the mathematic mathematician use abstracts figure, right? Like the dots. The dot doesn't exist. It's it's, a, it's an abstract. It's in your mind. It's not real. Uh, so so when I asked that question, a few minutes later. I was alone in that room and I started hearing a like a conversation. I thought it was crazy, but I was hearing voices and he said, 
Okay. Grab a piece of paper, a pencil, and an eraser. And in that moment, I realized uh, I think I am in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> because those are exactly the materials that a mathematician needs to work. Just right now they use computers, but you just a piece of paper, a pencil, eraser, and you rhyme, no? So I thought it was difficult. Okay, and he started talking and he said, um, This is the piece of paper, okay? And he said, Draw a dot. So I draw the dot. And then he said, Erase it now. Okay, I erase it. And then he said, uh, draw the data again. That was the second time. And, and it was like, uh, do we need any formula here? <laughs> like he said, he replied to me, erase the dot. And I erase it. And I was like, do you need any triangle? So, I just needed that again. And I was to ask something like, he said, erase the data. He said that three times. In that moment, I realized what my friend, this Christian guy that was sharing with me, I don't know why he asked me to do this three times and uh, I said maybe number three is important and as in the song that you just said a few minutes ago holy 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 no God is really three persons so everything started to come up in that in seconds, start to come to my mind. And uh, yeah. And he asked me this question now. Who created this that? And I was okay, the answer is easy, right? But the question that he asked me is what really took my attention. When he said, who created this God? To create something, there must be a creator, right? So if there is a creator, something needs to be created or was created. So in this case, the that was the creation and the creator who was in this case me so um, he asked me oh sorry wait oh I'm going back what is that okay uh, <coughs> okay so and he 
he said, who are you for this dad? Um, and that point, of course, the answer was me, right? Who created, who are you for this dad? I can be like their God. I created, I can erase it whenever I want, right? So, and then he said, okay, you can continue for yourself. And I was like, wait, what am I going to do with this? So I had a piece of paper and one dot in the middle. And I didn't know what to do. So, but there was no more interaction. So I started drawing more dots. And because I like math, so I start to draw some vectors like this. And I, and in that moment, I realized what was going on. So when I saw these dots moving around on their own, consider that this piece of paper, the edges, right? What happens if these dots go further? Beyond that. So, there is any way for me to help this dad? I ask myself. How can I interact with these dads to avoid their destruction? So, uh, I And there was only one, one answer for that. Um, all the information that I received from this Christian friend, it came to this. I said, there is only one, one way to help these guys. So I need to become a dad, go to this plane, and show them the right way. Show them the position that they need to be. It was like me looking from above to this dad and some these are in trouble. But I I I I I just wonder <coughs> how God will feel looking to us in this situation, right? I imagine he, he could share some tears. Okay, so he came to this world to save us because he knows the way for us. So that was how God showed me through Matt that he was real. So um, after that, I started reading the Bible because I was very interested in this. So to end this, sorry that it took more than time, but I just want to tell you this. Are you ready to share your faith with others and rejoice in the Lord always, despite your circumstances? You know that we are part of God's body. So we should act like that.
So, what I'm saying right now, I know exactly where you are. He knows where we are. He knows who you are. He knows where we came from. And he knows the best path for you. 